This is Scott Becker with the Becker's Healthcare Podcast. Thrilled today to be joined by Naya Kihays. Naya is the lead of the surgery center practice at ECG. She's sort of a brilliant leader, one of the smartest people I know in the surgery center industry and just brilliant. She's going to talk to us today about some of CMS's new proposed rules for surgery centers and how they may impact surgery centers. Naya, can you take one moment to introduce yourself? Then we'll talk about some of the key highlights of the pro's 2002 CMS ASC proposed rules, because those will have big impacts for ASCs, for hospitals, for payers, for everybody. Naya? Uh, thank you, Scott. It's so great to be here with you. Um, yes, I'm the, as you said, I'm the ASC practice leader and principal here at ECG. I've been you know, working in the industry for over 25 years and have most recently been working with many health systems as well as ASCs on you know, surgery migration, uh, and payer implications with respect to, you know, rules and regulations that also impact payer policy. So it's it's an interesting time right now uh, when you see, you know, the history and in, in the opportunities for ASCs with surging migration and how hospitals have, have been changing and, and working all over the United States and seeing the differences, you know, across the regions has, has been very enlightening, especially, you know, especially in the last year with, with COVID. It's, it certainly has, has been an interesting time. Take a moment and tell us about some of the highlights of the new rule, the new CMS proposed rules. Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, it's, it's been kind of a, a it's a unique uh, proposal because it seems like CMS is going a little backward uh, when you think about some of the following proposed rules. Um, 258 of the 267 surgical procedures that were approved for ASCs effective 1-1-2021 are being proposed to be removed from the ASC list. And what's, what's really concerning is that there are very few remaining you know, obviously on the ASC list, um, but total hip replacement is, is definitely one of them that was approved, you know, January 1. It, it continues to stay on the list. Some of the more notable procedures that I, I think uh, have already presented ASCs with opportunity and probably many have already moved uh, include partial shoulder, mastectomy, hysterectomies. There were bariatric procedures, some bigger urology cases such as um, prostatectomy and some others. Um, lap hernias and laminectomies. Uh, some of these come, that come to mind are very disappointing because I see ASCs are doing these cases already. And if the rules go backwards, this limits opportunity for migration. Uh, one of the uh, second uh, part of the rule that- Slow down for us a second. Does this mean that total hips won't be able to be done in surgery centers if this rule becomes effective? What does this mean exactly? Uh, no, the, there's one total hip code, which is the most common one, 27130, remains on the list. However, there are several other total uh, joint procedures that are proposed to come off the list. So like I said, 27130 is typically the most common one that you see, at least going into the ASD setting today. But there's definitely others that are being removed. Got it. What are some of the key ones? that were starting to be done in surgery centers or people were planning to move to surgery centers, where does this start to have the biggest impact? You know, from our, our look and what we know, you know, surgery centers have, have been doing, um, I think mastectomy, as I was saying, is a, is a big one. Partial shoulder um, is another big one. And we'll talk a little bit more about total shoulder here in a minute. But partial shoulder, um, hysterectomies have, have really moved and, and I find hysterectomy kind of interesting because they're not 
typically performed very much so on Medicare patients. Um, so when you remove them from the Medicare list that has potential implications on commercial payers, uh, there's definitely some bariatric procedures um, that I know ASCs have been, have been doing as well as some other spine procedures related to laminectomies uh, that are most notable you know, um, of the ones that were approved that are disappointing to see that they're proposing to take them off the list. And what about surgery centers that already moved cases in 2021? Will they have to move those cases back to hospitals? What, is, what does that mean? How much money is at stake? I think that, you know, the surgery centers that have already moved these cases are absolutely uh, at risk to have to move these back to the hospital, especially with the Medicare population. Um, and, you know, it's amazing that they're making this this recommendation in this proposed rule when the 2021 rules haven't even been in place. You know, they've just been in place for six, seven months now, right? So, so to see this proposal to revert back is really concerning because those ASUs who have set up the programs, you know, to move the cases, you know, you know, they've made some capital expenditures, they've changed probably staffing structures and 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 done a lot of things operational to accommodate um, is definitely going to have an impact on them. And I think more concerning is, and hopeful uh, to hopefully not, you know, is whether or not the commercial payers will follow suit. You know, with respect to how much, you know, how many dollars is represented, uh, there's no uh, there's no data out there right now. It's too soon to see, you know, how many Medicare patients um, the ASCs are, are doing um, on these new cases because the Medicare reporting data is about two years old. Um, and so it's, it's difficult to understand how much volume may have started to move uh, with Medicare um, it, as a result of the 2021 rules that are potentially going back. So, And what about, um, this is important, even if it's not that many Medicare dollars yet, it's very important from a commercial payer perspective as to surgery centers, and talk about that for a moment. So, with respect to the commercial payers and surgery centers, um, the first thing you know that I would advise the surgery center to do is to take a look at their commercial contracts that either are based on the Medicare payment system, so they're, they stipulate that they're based on the current Medicare payment system, or the payer is using. Medicare policy or following Medicare policy and following their covered procedure list. So if you've got a contract that is based upon the existing payer uh, Medicare methodology, and let's just take, for example, that partial shoulder, and you're performing those cases today, um, I would be going back to the commercial payer about, you know, sharing the concerns and potentially asking them for carve-outs from the methodology, because typically if you can get the case carved out in your contract, um, then that will um, keep you from potentially having an adverse effect if that payer, um, if the proposal goes into effect and that payer then converts over to the same covered procedure list as Medicare in 2022. Um, so it's gonna be really important to review those contracts and, and, and address, address the issue with the payers. And let me ask you this, just so people, I, to make it as simple as possible, what are three things 
people should be thinking about with respect to this these proposed rules? Give us sort of your top three things to think about and how they might impact surgery centers. I think number one is you have to look at, you know, any new physicians, you know, that have come into the surgery center um, because of all the new codes that were approved, you know, in, in January of 2021 and determine, you know, how much of their business is, is potentially going to be impacted by this as well as existing surgeons. And, um, and you have to quantify, you know, what the potential value is of that. Um, looking at the commercial payer contracts and reaching out to your commercial payers is going to be critical um, to make sure that you are proactive and can retain um, those surgical procedures on your commercial contracts to mitigate, you know, any potential um, losses on the commercial side in the future. And then I, I think that you're, you know, from a, from a hospital standpoint, if you're doing, uh, I'm sorry, on the, on the ASC side, if you're doing, you know, any kind of, if you're in a joint venture with a hospital and so forth, uh, which a lot of ASCs are today, I think you have to be looking at, you know, with, with your hospital partner, you know, how are you going to retain those cases that you can do and then, you know, prepare for moving those other ones back if the proposed rules you know, get passed, you know, as, as presented, you know, just last week or two weeks ago. So it's going to be critical and, to be looking at all of that. And, and what are the chances that this, uh, that this passes, um, what, what's the, what's the likelihood? How do the, how do these rules work? Is this something where we should expect this to pass? I mean, the big take home is that there were a bunch of procedures that can move to surgery centers. They might have a lot of value for surgery centers. Now they won't be allowed to, and further, it might cause payers to also not reimburse some of those procedures in surgery centers. Is that a fair statement? Yes, absolutely. And what are the chances that these rules pass as drafted? And are the hospitals in favor of these rules where the surgery centers are against them? What's your sense of what's going to happen here? Absolutely. Uh, there was definitely indications in the rules uh, that CMS collected some information from key stakeholders, including hospitals, uh, post the passing, you know, and implementation of the 2021 rules, which caused CMS to go back and look at the at the cases. They also reference uh, concerns about the clinical appropriateness for doing these procedures on Medicare patients in in the ASC setting. And like I said earlier, I think it's it's short-sighted and too early to make those types of calls when you don't have any data to look at with respect to, you know, are these cases moving? You know, have there been any adverse events with, with the patients and so forth? So um, I, I think that, you know, that there's definitely going to be a response from the ASC industry. Um, we, are, we are absolutely looking at uh, data to try to extract from different states. Um, I'm on the, you know, ASCA Government Affairs Committee. We're definitely looking at it as, uh, on an industry basis you know, looking at the procedures that are most commonly performed in an ASC uh, that commercial payers have maybe approved as well in the past on their own list, you know, what are the occurrences, what are the, you know, outcomes with those patients, and going back to CMS to create an argument uh, and basis for adding some of those codes back on that are being proposed to be removed. There's definitely going to be a response, and there's definitely thoughts that, you know, there was this response from the hospitals and, and other stakeholders on um, this proposed rule 
that may have motivated CMS to, to propose both the removal of the ASC codes as well as reestablishing the inpatient only list, which is the second component, you know, that's really interesting because um, they, you know, propose to reestablish the inpatient only list and move all 298 codes back from the hospital outpatient department list to the inpatient list, which I think is, is very interesting because the overall is it's not supporting you know, outpatient surgery migration, which potentially has a lot of implications on cost savings, obviously, down the road as well. And so what drives this? I mean, this goes again, sort of like a decade plus of movement of things towards surgery center and off the, off the hospital only list. What's driving this? Do you have a sense of that? I, you know, I think that there's probably been a lot of feedback from the hospitals and health systems and concerns you know, about the magnitude of cases that potentially could, you know, come out of hospitals um, and what the financial implications, it could be devastating for many hospitals. When we, you know, look at surgery migration analyses on ASC eligible codes from a hospital, it's significant. You know, it can be 60 to 80 percent. And so when you look at that magnitude of volume, I'm, I'm sure there are many hospitals that are concerned about their financial viability and expressing concerns to CMS. And we certainly need you know, hospitals to provide care to, the, to those patients that need to be in the hospital. And if they don't, you know, if they're at risk to lose significant volumes, that could absolutely you know, be a, a major you know, financial hit to them and, and could be devastating. So I think, I think that's part of it. And I also, um, I think that, you know, there was a, a, I think last year was one of the biggest, you know, uh, approved lists ever, um, or one of the biggest approved lists of codes, um, you know, with CMS for ASCs. Um, So I, I think that, you know, looking deeper at it, you know, doesn't actually surprise me a bit because some of these are really big cases, but I don't think there was really uh, a methodical process that went into, you know, re- reviewing, you know, what the implications are because there's not enough data. So. Got it. Thank you very, very much. And Naya, tell the audience just a little bit more about yourself and where they can find out more about Naya Kihays. Sure, Scott. Um, as, as I said, I'm a principal at ECG uh, and you can go to EC. GNC, um, www.ecgnc.com or my email address is n-k-e-h-a-y-e-s at ecgnc.com. Happy to answer any questions if anybody uh, wants to reach out. Um, I'm available. Fantastic. Naya, again, thank you so much for taking time to visit with us today on the Becker Healthcare Podcast. I always learn something. It, I've been trying to get my hands around these new CMS proposed rules as they relate to surgery centers and what the likelihood is and the impact. This has been very helpful in doing so. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you, Scott.